Hey, gore friends, this is Story. And Mars. And we're back with another episode of our horror podcast where we take deep dives into horror films. What movie are we doing this week, Mars? This is completely out of left field, but I chose freaking Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls. Darkness Falls. I got a joke for you guys. I got a joke. Uh, a jokey joke? <laughs> yes. What jokey is joke. the what is the Tooth Fairy's favorite song? The Tooth Fairy's favorite song. I don't know. What is it, Mars? Turn off the lights <laughs> and light a candle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all the corn. All the corn used to make that joke. That was meaning. Oh, I love corn. corn. I love corn. <laughs> Did you come with come up with that i did i did ah good job good job that made me smile good job (laughs) stay tuned you guys Okay, and welcome back, gore friends. As we stated earlier, we are covering Darkness Falls. Uh, Mars, why did you pick this movie? Oh, my goodness. Okay, so I chose this because it was one of those movies as a kid I remember watching, but I don't remember any of the details whatsoever, but I remembered the concept. And I was like, I think about this movie sometimes for no reason. No reason at all. (laughs) And I was like, what? It'd be that way. It'd be that way. Yeah, I was like, whatever happened to that movie? So I was like, why not do it for the show? And yeah, that's that's why I chose it. It just came to mind. I was like, why not? Yeah, if a movie sticks with you from watching it when you were a kid, that's how you know it's gotta ha- it's gotta be some kind of bot. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't pick up on the cheese when you were a kid. Yes. <laughs> you guys will know which one it is on the next episode of Drek. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> just to give you guys a little insight on this movie if you have not seen it uh, it was created in 2003 by director Jonathan Liebsman and writers James Vanderbilt, Joe Harris and John Fasano the synopsis is a vengeful spirit has taken the form of the tooth fairies who exact vengeance on the town that lynched her 150 years earlier her only opposition is the only child now grown up who has survived her before. This is like, I feel like in Dead by Daylight, this is what happens <laughs> to the survivors. They they make it out, but then the killer has to exact revenge on them. Yes. For surviving. Shout out to the Dead by Daylight fans. <laughs> yeah, Dead by Daylight video game you guys obsessed all right let's get into the cast so we have cheney clay who plays kyle emma caulfield who plays grown-up caitlin uh lee cormy is michael honorable mention anthony burrows is matilda dixon who is the tooth fairy he killed that <laughs> And also honorable mention Emily Brown. Yes, yes. I, I was watching her. I was that. like, "Is that is that my girl?" Ghost ship girl. Yeah, I think ship. this was probably before <laughs> Ghost Ship. I think. To, let me see. Let me look back. Let me look back. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, looking through the notes. Looking back. Uh, Ghost Ship was two thousand and two. So a year before, because she looked younger. Wow. So she did these movies back to back, basically. Yeah, Ghost pretty much. And Darkness Falls. Uh, she was also in a series of unfortunate events, mm-hmm. the movie. Mm-hmm. American and, Gods, the show. Uh, American Gods. Yeah, she's been around. Yeah. She's been a little, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, Emily go to work. She go to work, you guys. She she saved with the jobs. Um, let's get into the show, you guys. Let's start out with funny, cool, scary. Mars, what did you find funny? Funny. Uh first things first. I thought it was funny 
I think it's always funny when we have these kids going through these scary situations in their room and they decide to just like hide under their blankets. It's like, okay, apparently <laughs> the monster's going to like, oh shoot, under the blanket. I can't, I can't go, I can't, I can't the get him. The blanket is like an unspoken rule. Like you can't mess with the kid when they have the blanket over them. That's yeah, like the, apparently. the safe place. Because mm-hmm. that's what parents tell you to do. Just cover your head with a blanket if you get scared. <laughs> Why? <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I it worked. It worked for Kyle me. when he was a kid. So I don't know. I don't yeah. mean to be me, but I always think that's funny every time a kid does that. you're not supposed to look. If you don't look at the monster, how's it going to get you? Yeah, and that's honestly what his only job was in the movie, was to not look at her. Uh, so I thought that was funny. And I also found it funny that... Matilda, I'm gonna just call her Matilda, not the Tooth Fairy. But uh, I think it's funny that her origin story is similar to Freddy Krueger's in terms of like the town yeah. thought that she killed these kids and she didn't. That's I the only difference. Up, like right after they, said <laughs> they burned her face, like right after they burned, like number one, just a, mis- a mysterious fire in her yeah. house but then they lynched her and then the kids turned up they're like they're oh like, oh, oh. <laughs> they're like shoot <laughs> they were probably like darn it billy darn it trevor do you know what we did <laughs> um so i think that's funny that their origin stories are quite similar except that freddy krueger was really a creep <laughs> And he did those things, and Matilda didn't. Um, but basically, it's the same. They they both haunt kids. They both, you know, are like come out in the darkness, um, or while while kids are resting, sleeping. Um, they both don't like fire. Uh, but yeah, those are a couple of funnies. Oh yeah, and then <laughs> I don't know why this was funny to me, but when Kyle's in the jail and the cops are. You know, they hear one of the cops hears a strange noise and he kind of goes into the evidence room or whatever. And you just hear gunshots off screen. You're like, oh, shoot, he shot out Matilda. And then what you call it? They go in there and the cops like, oh, it's fine. He's like, I just I uh, he tell what's his face that I shot at his I shot at his dog. He's like, you shot Rocky. He's like, no, I shot at him. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, I kind of chuckled at that. <laughs> so, so I feel so bad. And I then never um, saw the dog. Never seen him. Never seen him. Uh, and then can we talk about how these like early two thousands movies always had like these catchphrases before killing the killer? Like the ring did it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of you movies know, kind of say do that. something snappy before yep. you kill someone. Yeah, you can't just do it. You gotta go eat. <laughs> and Kyle did that. He's like, I see you. And it's like, okay, we need to calm all the way down. <laughs> so like uh he he all of a sudden was a thug, been running from her his whole life. Mm-hmm. Then, I see you, bitch. And then killed her. It's like, oh, okay, no. now you now you see her. Now you're not afraid. Apparently. Okay, Kyle. <laughs> and then I have another funny, a lot of funnies this episode. Uh, the music. So another thing that happens in these early two thousands horror movies is the music tends to be a little rockish. It's like why they all have the same soundtrack. They all have the same like all the movies sounded like they had the same soundtrack. Yep, Ghost Ship thirteen, uh, thirteen Ghosts. This one, like the music was just hype rock, angsty, very angsty, angsty rock, angsty rock. Yeah. Angsty Rock. And then I have the... (sighs) This is going to lead me into my last funny, but the sensory deprivation tank. Are we not going to talk about that? How that's obviously an MRI machine? Like, I was like, I've seen that before. That's an MRI machine. That's not a deprivation tank. (laughs) So I thought that was funny. They tried to play that off as that. And then my last funny is just, this movie is so... Okay, we didn't mention this is a PG-13 movie, so um, it's not super gory, so a lot of stuff isn't shown, but I just want to mention, I don't know what the budget is for this, but watching this, I was like, this was so cheaply made, like, you just see, there's just, like, lights, 
lights freaking going on and off and then just like them moving through the darkness and then when you do see matilda she's just swooshing through the air um so i thought that was she is swooshing through the air (laughs) so i'm just like okay this is really cheaply made um i was like she's the wicked witch of the east (laughs) you know look at me and tell me that i'm wrong (laughs) am i wrong Oh, shout out to people who know uh, that the clip. The budget, by the way, was estimated to be $11 million. Wow. I think most of those, most of that went towards what the effects team for freaking Matilda getting burnt to a crisp at the end. I was like, oh, that's where the budget went. That's. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and opening weekend, it made well over $12 million. Oh, so. that's not that great then. Because usually I feel like it's a success if it's like they make three times the budget. At least that's what they told me in school. Um, So, yeah. So it made 12 million. The budget was 11. Yeah. On the opening weekend. Wow. Wow. I don't know why I thought this movie did better. But yeah. Yeah. No so, one really knew about it. So, yeah, I'm assuming a lot of the budget went towards locations and... I don't even know what else because no one's really pop popular in this movie. Not no well known actors except Emily Browning. Maybe it went towards her. <laughs> Hope she got a good share of that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to mention just like noticing just the cheap stuff. Like even the point of them just walking, um, like staying close to the wall with like lights on them. I was like. This is so, like, not super intimidating. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, yeah, that, that's all my funnies. Okay, I have some that you didn't mention. Yes. Uh, I'm going to insert a segment within a segment. Famous last words. <laughs> yes. Famous last words. Yes. <laughs> First famous last words. We're safe in the car. <laughs> at the doctor <laughs> yep followed by getting pulled out of the window <laughs> the doctor was not safe you guys second famous last word <laughs> come on it's okay when uh kyle was trying to tell michael to come out and that the tooth fairy was gone Mm-mm. and Michael was like, mm mm. He's like, no, it's okay. Come here, Michael. Come on. It's fine. No. Take my hand. Michael's like, no, no. No. And then she came and snatched up Kyle. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you wanted Michael to come out? Like, <laughs> famous last word. Come on. It's okay. Mm mm. Mm mm. And we're safe in the car. No, you're not. Not you're okay. Not. I was like, she was like, doctor, are you? Bet. Not. That's what I'm Matilda no was like. Bet. I'm no doctor. <laughs> But I don't think you're safe. <laughs> um, and I mostly was laughing at the dialogue. So yeah. Another the last quote that made me laugh was uh, when they were in the lighthouse and Michael was the only one small enough to get the lights on because he mm-hmm. had to kind of crawl through that little hole. Mm-hmm. And Kyle and Caitlin kept yelling mostly kyle was like go michael go go do it go and poor michael said i can't i'm stuck <laughs> i was like freaking he had, michael he had lives on the line and they keep yelling at him he, his life is equally in danger it's not just about kyle first of all his life is equally in danger and Kyle just keeps yelling at him go go and he's like I'm stuck go Michael (laughs) it's like you're not gonna try to help him get stuck you're gonna just let him be stuck Mm -hmm. and pull something out of place to turn the lights on I don't know I thought it was funny but sad poor kid Uh, that's all I have for my funny what do you have for cool cool um as for cool i have the intro i love a good storybook intro trying telling the origin story of the monster i think that was like kind of creepy and eerie and a good way to just start the movie off um i think my other cool is honestly part of visual so i'm gonna just hold that off 
Um, I'm going to hold that off for visual. But yeah, that's the only cool that I have written down. Okay. See, I only had one cool written down at first, too, but I sat and thought on it before we started recording. And now I have a few. Yes. So, uh, first of all, the only cool that I thought was worth mentioning before today was Kat's game. Let me tell you about Kat's game. <laughs> Caitlin, young Caitlin, Emily Browning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As I was so, watching, I was like, game. Young Kyle was like, hey, um, yo, um, you know, cat, um, yo, that's, you know, how a prepubescent boys sound in my head. Hey, um, so, um, <laughs> yeah, cat, like, there's, like, this dance, and it's, like, a boy-girl dance, and, you know, um, uh, and cat was, like, mm-hmm, I told my mom you'd pick me up at Yes, cat. was, like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Number one, she's climbing into a boy's window, at God knows what hour you're talking mm-hmm. about. Hey, a bunch of us are gonna go swimming in game. And yes. it's like, what? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> How old? <laughs> and then he's trying to nervously ask her out to the dance. And she's like, I already told my mom you'll be by at seven. She's giving us a ride. What? Mm. She even had the transportation set up before yeah. she even locked in the date. Like, that's <laughs> the kind of confidence I'm trying to walk around with. Like, <laughs> what she was like no one's knocking down this crown what like no of course he's gonna ask me and if he doesn't we're still gonna go like Mm. she was just she had the plans locked down then I have the whole urban legend aspect I I'm a sucker for a good urban legend Mm -hmm. um I think they they keep kids in check (laughs) And uh, I think uh, this one, I like that. I like her rules, you yeah. know, how to survive uh, and what to do. So uh, I also like the name of the town, Darkness Falls, though, truthfully, I don't know why anyone would live in a place with such a name. <laughs> but it reminds me of like Twin Peaks, like it's one of those two word town names that you know, you could probably build a series around and just mm-hmm. have, like, weird stuff going on in that town. Mm-hmm. I could see Darkness Falls being, like, a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, I like the whole tooth mask, and toward the end, they did a shot of the tooth that she took from Kyle when he was a kid. Um, I thought it was really cool that that came full circle because in the beginning you see him put the tooth on his dresser and uh, he just kind of left it there but they showed a shot of it they wanted you to know like what his tooth looked like and like okay but you never see her really like take it but I remember when Kat came in his room he kind of took the tooth back and put it in his pocket or something so probably when he went to bed, he still had the tooth on him, which is why she attacked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see later when he breaks the mask, there's like one tooth that they zoom in on. And I do believe it's the same tooth that she took from him that night. Mm-hmm. So I just like that it went full circle. And you see like what she was using the teeth for, yeah. which is crazy. Like she made a whole porcelain mask. That's crazy crafty um she is very crafty very resourceful uh you can't really tell what year this takes place in um you just know it's 150 years later but i'm like okay but is it the 2000s because like no one has a cell phone freaking cats using like a payphone. i know it's still early 2000 2003 but cell phones are still a thing um mm-hmm. around that time I think my brother got his first cell phone around that time so I'm like okay so they don't really give you an idea of what the technology is like everyone's using books no one's using computers no one's using phones and then the nurses are dressed in those like short dresses like mm-hmm. way back in the day it's like what year is this who who does this um 
Lich kind of makes it timeless in a way because then you don't have to look at it and cringe at like the giant computer screens and like dial up and mm-hmm. you know so you can it kind of makes it timeless and it makes the story work kind of in any decade really the only thing that they needed to make the story work was flashlights yeah so in in a car which you could have placed this movie in literally any decade and the story would still work so I thought that was pretty neat and then my last one uh escaping the hospital toward the end I thought it was a really cool thing to like include a bunch of side characters in their quest to escape just to have them be sacrifices yep yep yep. Uh, I like the whole uh it was almost like the dark the darkness is lava yeah you know you you play the floor is lava yeah yeah stay in the light and then that one is messed up (laughs) She I kind of laughed a little bit. I, I laughed like, too. No, I knew the way she took off that she wasn't going to stay in the light. Her aim. <laughs> I knew right away. I was like, oh, no. She, right away, her toes weren't pointed in the right direction. <laughs> I knew that she wasn't going to make it. Um, and then having to jump down the stairwell, like, it's mm-hmm. like a, a really intense game of Frogger, but like that whole sequence and then trying to get out of the hospital and just stay in the light. I thought it was so dope and um, also just kind of funny because everyone thought they were going to make it and they didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you have for Scary. Scary, scary. Um, first of all, the concept of a freaking sensory deprivation tank scares the bejesus out of me because that's a real thing. Like if you were to put like headphones on, like noise canceling headphones on and um, like an eye mask on, a face mask or what is that called? Like a sleep sleep mask. Uh, yeah. If you do that for a, amount of, a certain amount of time, you're going to start hallucinating. So to do that in a doctor's setting, I don't I don't want to. Uh, that scares me. That gives me anxiety. Even if I didn't have um, even if I didn't have this tooth fairy after me, I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> so the concept of that creeped me out and just like. I think it's interesting how she kind of stalks you like for life, like even after you've seen her, like after you've seen her once. Yeah, after you've see, seen her once, she just keeps after you, like basically for the rest of your life until you've gotten got. Um, so I think that's scary that it's not just a one time occurrence. Like Kyle has been stalked for her forever. Um, so that, I that's. I did have a question about that. Do you think that? Is that she's only confined to Darkness Falls, though? Because I feel like that's her deal. Because Kyle hadn't seen or heard her in, like, years. He just was always afraid of her. Got until it. Until he went back to the town. So I'm, I'm, I'm wondering I think she's confined. how far her reach is. Because I know her curse was specifically for the town. Yeah. So I'm wondering if you if it's like Elm Street, you know, like if you grow up and leave but you remember her, like mm-hmm. she'll come for you or if you like forget about her, she'll leave you alone. I don't yeah. know. Because she seemed to have similar rules to Freddie, so I don't know. Yeah, I think she's confined. I, I don't think she's like worldwide scare. Um international <laughs> So, uh, let me see. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I think that's all I pretty much have. I mean, like we said, this is a PG-13 movie. Um, and we have had some pretty decent PG-13 horror films, I think. Uh, what's that? Um, Annabelle Comes Home, I think that was PG-13. So it's it's very much possible to get good PG-13 horror movies nowadays. Like, people be, you know, talking trash about PG-13 horror. Um, but this one, I feel like it's, it's, um... Just the way things are cut, it's not really scary, especially by today's standards. Uh, maybe if you are, you know, a kid like I was when I first saw this, it. I mean, I don't even really remember it scaring me. I just remember it just gateway, like me remembering it. Yeah, I, I agree. I would say it's like a gateway horror. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, but I'll talk about more about that in the relationship status. But yeah, I didn't really have any part that really like shook me, shook me. Um, it would be more visuals, vis- visuals, if anything, that, you know, really creeped me out. For sure. I do have uh, three scary moments for me personally. Um, so another famous last words, um, this being from Matilda. What I took before in kindness, I will take forever in revenge. Mm. I I would be frightened <sighs> if those are someone's last words before, you know, they're being killed by an angry mob that couldn't find two kids that were just BSing in the woods. <laughs> you know, how long did they wait before they decided serious to kill though, somebody? Serious, though. Serious, though. They just turned up. <laughs> I don't know. They should have waited till the next day see where everyone's head is at they're just <laughs> angry <laughs> um then kyle's mom's death i felt that was like that'd be so terrifying as a kid not just because his mom died but the way she died um he was in the bathroom with the lights on and he kept begging his mom not to go to the room. And he's like looking down the hallway and it felt really long and dark and cold. I think they probably used some blue gels mm-hmm. and then like everything starts slamming and the walls are like, there's like pictures on the walls shaking and um, the freaking tooth fairy like grabs his mom and she's like screaming and she snaps her neck and it's traumatizing it's just, traumatizing it's, it was intense that was an intense everybody else she took them up in the sky and dropped them <laughs> you know but like yeah. it was like billy's born but this one no she <laughs> took her time yeah and then she waited outside the bathroom for oh her. yeah and he could just hear her all night Mm -hmm. he sat in that bathtub and just waited and she was like i'm gonna get you when you come out (laughs) Um, so uh and then the last one was uh the tooth fairy saying kyle's name uh when he encountered her again as an adult it let you know that she knows exactly who she's going after she doesn't have just like random targets like oh i smell a tooth over here and let me get it no she's going after the kids specifically it's not even about the teeth yeah the <laughs> teeth might be like you know like a bonus a, a, a bonus yeah it's like catnip for her she's like ooh, you got a tooth over there <laughs> and you're okay game yeah bet. say less so yeah it was pretty intense i'd be terrified if like some kind of specter <laughs> knew my name yeah and was like hey you I've been waiting for you. Uh, what do you have for the visuals and acting? Um, as for the visuals, I do. I mean, you know, even though I did say this was kind of cheaply made, uh, since you just have to deal with lighting pretty much, uh, I really liked how some places looked like an abyss, dark abyss, like you said, the segment where they are leaving the hospital and they're playing don't jump in the darkness (laughs) there's a certain shot uh location where there it's just like a stairwell and i'm assuming it's a stairwell and they're jumping from the top and the bottom and that middle part looks advanced darkness and i'm like wow that looks like it's just disappears destroyed uh so yeah i thought that was uh interesting there's certain other parts where i'm just like okay i see what you did there um so visually i thought that was cool and then it's funny that you just brought up kyle's mom in that scene with him hiding in the bathroom i love the visual of that where the bathroom light was like white and then all around it was surrounded with darkness including matilda just lurking up there um that's probably one of my favorite shots in the movie probably but i remember there just being a lot of like you said dark long hallways in this movie there were segments where um it was like a greenish tint in the very beginning, which was interesting. Uh, but yeah, that's my take on the visuals. As for the acting, nothing nothing Oscar-worthy by far. Uh, Emily Brownie's probably my favorite performance in this whole thing. She just like, it's just too good. She's just too good. Um, the kid that played Michael is just like, mm, can we just talk about how he kind of looks... Y- how, how old are we when we lose our last youth? Because I was like, he looks 
young it compared to Kyle. <laughs> it honestly just looks, it, it just depends um, from kid to kid. Like, I lost all of my baby teeth pretty young. Um, started losing them in kindergarten and just kept going. Um, so I don't know. Pro- actually, before kindergarten, a little bit before. So I was like, yeah, I was maybe like five, four and a half or five when I started losing my baby teeth. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But I kept wondering about that kid, too. I was like, he looks young. To be Caitlin's brother. I'm like, yeah. okay, where are your parents and mm-hmm. how old are they? Mm-hmm. I was like, what do you mean that's your brother? Like, you guys are too old. They should have. I mean, it's not, it's in, not that siblings in, like, can't have a gap. Status. Siblings can have an age gap, but... Yeah, we don't know, know where the mom is. I'm we don't like, know the parents because they just had them mm-hmm. yesterday. So I'm like, what happened to the parents? Yeah, like, yeah. Like, where are they some, at? Some questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, Kyle. I mean, Michael's performance was just like really not great. Like I said, I don't. I love kids in horror when they're done well. Um. Because but when they're done not well, it's very noticeable. Um. And yeah, everyone else's acting is kind of like meh. And but also the writing was kind of meh <laughs> in some parts. It's like okay, kind of cringy. Uh, but yeah, they had to work with what they had. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but the yeah, that, that's my take on writing. And, I mean, acting and visuals. Okay, for sure. I'd like to bring up the sound um, because it was. I don't know if it was for you too, but it was just like incredibly low. Mm, I watched it on my was TV. It like low for you? So I didn't really notice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had the sound coming out of the TV too, and I had to turn it up to like 55 because mm-hmm. the volume, I was just like, what? I can't hear you. Um, so, Chocolates. So okay. okay. I, was just like, <laughs> I was just like, why is it so quiet? Um, so. For me, it was like a really quiet movie. But I could see that uh, too. Like even there are some parts where the mixing was kind of off. Like it's like, oh, we're supposed to, this is supposed to sound like Kyle is, you know, especially in in the last scene, I noticed it in the lighthouse where you mentioned like Kyle was yelling at Michael. Oh, you can do it. Yada, yada. And just how it was mixed. It didn't sound like he was like inside a lighthouse yelling. Like it was very, um. It sounded very separate. Like they didn't do a lot of editing to it, and yeah, I just noticed that it sounded off. Yeah, um, I just I the sound design didn't impress me with this movie, so I'm just. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I do like that everything was red when they were showing her backstory. Um, I don't know why. It just made it all the more intense, I suppose. Yeah. Um, Urban legend And they stuff had kind of like a narrator, way. like telling her story, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. It felt like a storybook. It didn't feel like, you know, a real experience. Mm-hmm. Um, there was also this one shot that I actually really did enjoy. Um, and it was when Kyle first met Michael. And he walked into Michael's room in the hospital and he was sitting on the floor on the side of his bed and you're, you, but you could see a reflection of him. And that was the first time, like his first interaction with Kyle was seeing his reflection, uh, which I thought was really interesting because they're going through the same thing and he's seeing like his childhood mm. being reflected back at mm. him in a way so I thought that scene was really dope and I really liked the way the jail scene was done uh, because you got how frantic it was it felt frantic it felt all over the place which was probably how Kyle was feeling sitting in that cell and he's like you're shooting the lights like you're so mad <laughs> he was like rage mode he's like she's making you shoot the lights like why isn't anyone listening? Like, <laughs> no one listened. Stop shooting the lights. Uh, which was pretty dumb on the cops' part, too. Like, shooting the lights. Like, stay calm. Don't shoot until you have a clear shot. Like, I mean, it's not going to help station. anyway. Yeah, just shoot right. everything. Um, they would have been fine if they didn't shoot the lights. 
maybe maybe I don't know, in theory <laughs> Uh, so yeah that's all I have I don't really have much to say about the acting um, and anything else about the visuals it didn't really uh, blow my skirt up as far as acting Mm -hmm. and visuals it's just more of like I said earlier earlier it's more of like a gateway horror so I'll leave it at that cool uh let's get into one of our favorite segments where did they f up where did they they f f up Where did they F up, Mars? <sighs> There's a few things. Few things. First things first. Genesis. In the beginning. Very beginning. Like we said. Wait a few days. Until, you know. You, you search the town thoroughly. Um, before you hang someone. Like literally. Right after they hung her. Right after her neck broke, the kids came out of the woods. They were like, hey, everyone. <laughs> right after her neck broke, Mara. Yes. You were there. You yes. <laughs> kids wandering out the woods like, hey, we're here. We're safe. How's everyone doing? Like, what the heck? Like, yeah, they, they just, I think they just had it out for her from the jump. They're like, yep, her killer. Uh, I mean, granted, she was a witch, I guess, but still. <laughs> she, she didn't do anything just, that time. You know, she was being the tooth fairy. Yeah. To give the kids gold coins for their their baby teeth. Yeah. It's like, oh, she's giving the kids money. Yeah. So I, I think that's a <laughs> huge F up. It's like they just literally hung her. Uh, but like you said, we don't know how long the kids were gone. We don't know if it was like weeks or what. It had to be like days because kids wouldn't be able to survive in the woods or however, wherever they were. Because um, they live on the, I don't know, we mentioned they live on like, a, like Darkness Falls is like an island, like a small town or surrounded by Very water small town. um so like the kids couldn't have gone far so that's my first f up and then okay i'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, i feel bad because she's dead but you know kyle's mom why did she why did she check that room with the lights off why did she do that thank you why did she I do that know, but Thank you for bringing that up because I I was highly upset. Like that was a I was huge like, You're a single parent. Yeah, and your kid tell he's not no little kid. At he's not point. five. He's old enough he's... to know if there's a person in his room. <laughs> right, he's not five. He's not six. He saw the Wicked Witch of the East, bro. Like you guys tell me he's wrong. Like I can't do this. <laughs> like he was old enough to know if there is a person in his room she should have grabbed a bat and turned mm-hmm. every light on yeah i mean i'm not even gonna that's mostly a writing thing i'm not even gonna put that on her because that was too like obvious to be kind of like what <laughs> like who would check a room with the lights off she literally walked into a dark room and looked around and was like there's nothing ca- how do you know you can't even see you can't see anything. So- I couldn't even see, so I know she couldn't. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, "Who? How realistic is that to just do that?" Um, nah, bruh. So yeah, that that's that's my f up for her. Those are my two main f ups. Okay, I have more. Yes. So why live in a place called darkness falls <laughs> i said this earlier but why do you want to live someplace called darkness falls like the town is literally called darkness like that's not right like obviously bad things are gonna happen there i bet you she isn't even the first witch person <laughs> to place the curse on this town i bet it's been happening since forever uh, <laughs> yeah multiple curses going on right. in the town it also said uh <laughs> did the parents not know about matilda like when the kids were i i was wondering why kids are able to just go to her house every day <laughs> to take their tea and i'm like did the parents not know that this was an occurrence that their kids have been in and out her house for like years before these two little boys went missing and now all of a sudden they're like oh two kids are missing it must be matilda let's kill her mm-hmm. like, she could have killed started killing kids a long time ago if that's what she wanted because yeah. all your kids been over her house for years 
handing <laughs> over their teeth for gold Seriously, coins. gold to bloom. Talk to your kids. Don't go to her house. Don't go to her door. Talk to your yeah. kids about why they're going to do <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Gonna go to her. Why are you, why are your kids at my door? How about that? Yeah, seriously. So, um, then, why does Ray care so much? So, Ray is this town, I don't know if he's like the town bully or what. I don't oh know. my he's God. Yes. The town oh my God. That grew up there. And, you know, I find it funny that they expect us to know who everyone is other than Caitlin, also, <laughs> because it's like, all we know is cat. Well, yeah. Will cat climbing through the window. Then mm-hmm. they're like, oh, hey, Larry. And it's like, who's Larry? Exactly. Oh, hey, Ray. Yeah. Who's Ray? Yeah. So and true. Like, so true. All these yeah. other characters that were a part of his life, apparently, but they never introduced to us when he was a kid, which mm-hmm. I think is an F up on the writings part. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, true. why does Ray care so much to like, start a fight with him in the for bar no reason him afterwards and it's like okay if he did kill his mom why do you care why do you <laughs> that care happened so decades much? ago 12 years ago yeah, de- to be exact literally 12 years ago and they all recognize each other haven't somehow seen each other since they were children <laughs> but they're like in their mid-20s now and apparently yeah, and, when he jumped him, uh, I was like, has... really? Like, I thought that was mm-hmm. the Tooth Fairy attacking him. I was like, what? Right? Yeah, I'm like, is it that serious? And then it's like, oh, I'm going to get you. Nobody messes with me. It's like, he wasn't messing with you, right? <laughs> you started this. He literally didn't even fight you back. He didn't even throw a punch. He just left. And you followed him. Like, so then I was mad at, like, the police protocols and the procedures because it so wasn't realistic totally had two parents that were police officers growing up that's not how totally people totally and then he wouldn't have been convicted for like first degree murder it was it would have been self-defense because there are witnesses that saw him getting attacked by this guy and not fight back. But there isn't even like any. And the guy followed him. Like, he's not gonna. And then they're like, oh, well, it looks like you're psychotic. And it's like, but he's never tried to kill anyone. He Suicide and like homicide are very different things. Yeah. So you can't try to book someone because they tried to kill themselves. Yeah. Like, Just for the booking alone, I was like, he would not them. have gotten booked for that. Like, yeah, we were just going off just of him getting bullied. You have to convict them, and without proof, like evidence that he actually may have been involved in his murder, they can't just like throw him in jail. Yeah. All they know it's is that, that he got attacked by him. That's all they know. Like you're just mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why uh Larry was able to get him out probably. But then later he calls the hospital and then the nurse decides to call the police on him. I'm like, under what pretenses? Why are you calling the police? <laughs> Why are you calling the? He was released from police custody, like so. Obviously, he's not dangerous, but he just called and asked to speak with Caitlin. She's like, she's busy. Please tell her that I called. It's very important, and tell her not to let him go in the dark. Okay. Um. Yeah. Police. Oh my god. So he called and he wanted to talk to Caitlin, and the next thing you know, the police are there again. They have nothing to do in this town. It's like, okay, why are you arresting him now? Because he's talking to Caitlin. And then I met, I was raging a lot. I have a lot of efforts. And then I was mad at Caitlin for not telling people that she invited him there. Because everybody kept asking him, oh, what are you doing in town? What are you doing back in town? So Caitlin didn't even tell anyone that she invited him to the town to help her with her brother. Maybe then... They wouldn't have called the police on him when he said he was on his way to the hospital, mm-hmm. you know? So mm-hmm. I'm like, why Why is Caitlin being so quiet all of a sudden? Freaking you asked Caitlin. him to come here and now he's 
catching all this hell in high water. Yeah. Because he wanted to come and help you and you can't even have his back. Yeah. Talking about, oh, I have to go back to the hospital while he's getting arrested. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. A lot of rage moments. This is... Uh, the writing, but yeah. Um, and then the pr- whole procedure with the MRI thing. <laughs> and like the, the doctors were saying, um, oh, we've had successful responses to it. I'm like, who? Let me see the case files. Which child that's afraid of the dark did you put in a sensory deprivation tank? And then they came out and said, you know what, doc, I'm cured. Thank you. <laughs> You got the magic touch. I don't know. I just like the dark now. <laughs> like, that does not work. I like the dark. I love With it. Children, like, go in the dark. And then he's not to, like, they think he's been hurting himself and stuff. And it's like, why do you think forcing him into a traumatic situation is going to help him? Like, he's already faced trauma, clearly, mm-hmm. from being in the dark at night. Like, why do you think this is going to work? Mm-hmm. It was just a bad idea from Jump. So, okay. That's all I have, finally. Yes. I had some. Yeah, a lot of rage moments. There are a lot of rage moments. Mm-hmm. So, what do you have for the themes and what makes it a horror movie? Mm, what makes it a horror movie? Uh, something that comes out in the darkness. Any creature that deals with the darkness, don't want to deal with that. Um, and, yeah, something that stalks you when you're a kid. Something that, you know, something traumatic that happened to you with the, as a kid, following you into adulthood. Um, I think that's that's scary. And I guess that's kind of a theme as well. I'll put that in some of my themes, just um, trauma and dealing with it as an adult and, you know, facing your fears. Uh, I guess that's kind of like our last couple of last episodes, Insidious, our Insidious episodes, just like facing your demons, facing your fears. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say that. Leave it at that. Okay, so uh, definitely uh, what makes it a horror movie for me is that they take something that should be a pleasant experience, a pleasant part of childhood, and they make it a horrible traumatic experience uh-huh. for kids. Uh, so something so innocent like the Tooth Fairy and to think that, you know, if this were based on a true story at the end, they had a mom you know, taking her kid's teeth and leaving a gold coin. And I still even doubt whether or not that was his real mom. <laughs> it was just, I, did, I had trust issues at that point. But it's like they're mimicking this killer, you know, and don't even know it. And it's like now you can't even look at it the same. Because mm-hmm. um, it's like now I, I don't even want to put a gold coin under my kid's pillow because mm-hmm. I'm like, do you know what the tooth fairy did? Do you know Matilda Dixon and what she did? Mm-hmm. Do you know what she did to the kids? No. <laughs> but <laughs> um, it just takes something so innocent. It makes it so horrible. Uh, for the themes, I have fear has no age limit. So Facts, though. Throughout the, and that's real. Uh, throughout the movie, uh, the first half of the movie, even from the moment Caitlin first calls Kyle and she's trying to get advice on how to help Michael. She's like, I mean, how did you get over it? And he's like, what are you, what are you talking about? I didn't get over it. I'm still scared of the dark. Like, um, It's just funny how when you grow up, people expect you not to be afraid of anything. There's even a quote from Larry in the woods where he says, I'm a grown man. I'm safe. I'm a grown man. I'm safe. He kept repeating that mantra to him. It's like, what does you being grown have to do with you? It's like when people grow up, they think they're invincible or they're supposed to be invincible and nothing can touch them. And that was the downfall for a lot of the murders and the, you know, adults getting killed in Darkness Falls um, is that people think fear has an age limit and being afraid of the dark or those monsters in the dark they can't get you when you grow up but this shows that the those monsters in the dark they remember you and they follow you well into adulthood Mm -mm. 
So I that's my little reach. Yeah, Stories reach. reach. Um, what is your relationship status? <laughs> this movie is this movie is a crush that you had when you were a kid. You were vibing with them, you just had an infatuation with them, and then you run into them at like a bar. And you're like, wow, you did not age well. Like, what happened to you? <laughs> oh, no. That's literally how I feel about this movie. Like, I was just severely disappointed. Like I said, I just don't. This is like a movie I saw once or twice when I was a kid. And I wasn't scared of it necessarily. But it just, you know, stuck with me. The concept stuck with me. And even when you bring this up, this movie up to people, you know, that are familiar with horror, they're like, oh, that's the, the Tooth Fairy movie. Um, so, yeah, just severely disappointed. And just it was just like how it was cut. And like I said, the editing, um, even as a we have been saying it throughout the episode, it's a good just starter starter horror movie. I mean, if you have no tolerance for horror whatsoever, it's decent. But even so, like, the writing's not even that great. Like, I don't even want to put someone through that. <laughs> it's like, we can, like we said, uh, Annabelle Comes Home had really great, you know, there was some good acting and writing in that movie. So I'm like, there's other good PG-13 horror out there that you guys can watch. And you don't have to, you know, put yourselves through this <laughs> but uh it is it is a short movie i will say that like one of the i have some facts about the movie but uh apparently they had to make the credits 11 minutes long to make it uh long enough to be re- to be released in theaters so it's a pretty wow, short so movie it's not even a feature length movie yeah it's it's really That's really crazy. short yeah um so if you want to you know give this to your kid literally kids because you know there's no sexual content there's not a lot of like blood or anything like that then it's fine but if you're like an adult trying to get into horror i wouldn't recommend it but yeah i would say that's my relationship status for it for sure i agree um i'll probably show it to my kids to introduce them to horror movies uh but careful not to show it to a kid that's too too young if they're a little sensitive because they'll probably induce nightmares Mm-hmm. Uh, because Matilda Dixon's makeup is uh, a bit scary for kids, but like we said, it's a it's a gateway film for sure. So if your kid is into horror movies, but you don't want them watching that raunchier stuff, this is your mm-hmm. movie. Like mm-hmm. this, I would put this on the same pedestal as like uh, scary stories, but scary stories is mm-hmm. more enjoyable for adults because you can mm-hmm. kind of get lost in mm-hmm. it. Even the visuals movie, and the writing and stuff was yeah pretty good for that yeah uh and i think it is it's mostly because of the writing with this movie there are just too many plot holes uh and things that will keep an adult from really getting lost in it mm-hmm. um i kid you not most of my notes were f-ups and i had to like really think on what else I could bring up that I could appreciate about this movie. I have like a compliment sandwich going on. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Mm. I think that would be, I don't know, an occasion. Krampus, PG-13, like that was fun. That was a fun PG-13 horror movie. Sorry, I'm just like looking through our Krampus had more comedy too. Mm -hmm. Krampus Mm -hmm. had more comedy. It had more to hang on to. The character's were really hard to root for in this other than Kyle and yeah. Michael like I didn't really care if anyone else made it honestly uh Caitlin allowing so many things to happen with her brother and the testing and then it took Kyle to come in and be like wait stop and she's like you heard him stop it's like why are you, <laughs> you waiting for him to tell you what to do like he been told you yeah not no to dark do any more tests no dark. Yeah. like he been told you all of that yeah um, he told you that he did every test there is and none of it helped him and she's still like okay I'll sign these papers allowing oh, you to I put guess my sign his life away in a sensory deprivation tank what and then waited until he came in to say, okay, you guys can stop because Kyle's here. It was yeah. like, hello, you haven't seen him in 12 years. You should be able to make these decisions. 
like without him telling you that anyway that's yeah, our, yeah. our <laughs> that's those are our thoughts yeah i, I feel like movie, uh <laughs> speaking of pg-13 more i feel like pg-13 horror is more comedic and i feel like it works out because you have to lean on something else rather than gore um like i said i was just going mm-hmm. through our our catalog of movies that we've done and gremlin's the same thing another comedic pg-13 horror movie so i feel like maybe if they kind of went yes, more so comedic have, it would have been yeah better maybe there's like no comedy in this literally yeah. the parts that we wrote down weren't meant to be funny i don't think <laughs> no um <laughs> But they made us laugh anyway. Like, I mean, I'm sorry, but <laughs> little Michael getting stuck and then they're just yelling at him. <laughs> but yeah, this wasn't meant to be a comedy. And I feel like they needed comedic relief. They didn't have, yeah. they tried to make a really serious horror movie without gore and sh- rarely showing the monster. Yeah. And, and I think, like, uh... they just didn't have. And I think the director, this was actually his first feature film, and he was very hesitant to do this movie because he didn't, he only did dramas. And his agent was like, yo, if you do a, a, a big budget, a studio film, then you'll be able to do whatever you want. And so it kind of feel like he, this was like his throwaway movie. Like there wasn't really any like passion or love really thrown into it. Um, but yeah. I agree. We did it. We, we did. did we it. made it through. We made it through. We, we made it through the wilderness. <laughs> darkness falls. Darkness for me. Right. Darkness falls. I think we are all deserving of a music break after this train wreck. Mm-hmm. No, I'm kidding. It was <laughs> that bad, you guys. Yes, it was. It's but okay. It, it was pretty bad. For, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, enjoy this music break, and we'll be back with our Sounds Like a Horror Movie. Enjoy! Hit a wall right now. I need a miracle. Hurry up now. I need a miracle. Stranded, reaching out. I call your name, but you're not around. I say your name, but you're not around. really hope you enjoyed our musical break and before we get into our sounds like a horror movie for the week i'm gonna tell you guys some businessy stuff as usual we are on social media facebook instagram twitter at gorefriends we have a email which is gorefriendspodcast at gmail.com we have a google voice number which is in which is going to be in the show notes of this episode. So you can just call, leave a voicemail with some kind words, recommendations, or your own Sounds Like a Horror Movie. We are on iTunes, so if you are listening to us via iTunes, please go ahead and leave us a rating. We really appreciate it. Either, you know, written review or just a star rating. It makes it easier for people to go ahead and find us. And... We are also on Patreon, so if you guys want to donate $1, 5 or $10 a month, we have various perks. Um, the $5 tier, you get a lot of nice goodies, including a Gorgang sticker. We have Gorefriends TV, um, and we also have Netflix parties, so bi-weekly Nexus parties. We just watch some, you know, horror movies with you guys and talk to you guys about it in real time. And the $10 tier, we're actually getting some merch really, really soon. We've been saying it, I know, for you know, decades, but it's finally happening. So with the $10 tier, you get discounts off of our uh, Gore Gang store. So yeah, if you guys want to support the show, you can go ahead and do that. It helps um, cover, you know, hosting of the podcast and buying new equipment and all that stuff, travel costs once we're able to travel. And yeah, that's pretty much, oh no, 
last but not least, if you are a musical artist and you want to have your music featured, just go ahead and reach out to us in any of the avenues that I mentioned. And if we vibe with it, we'll play on the show for you. Yeah, she's good at that <laughs> to this day, to this day. To this day. Just making magic, making magic. <laughs> um, so I have an eyewitness. Sounds like a horror movie. Oh, shoot. So this is happening at my house. Here we freaking go. Occasionally, I would, uh, and this is what happened when no one's home, typically, uh, but myself. And I would hear, like, a really loud knocking at the front door, like, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know if your family did this, but occasionally in black families, if you knock too hard on the door, they're like knocking like you're the police. You, yeah. You know? It's one of those <laughs> knocking like you the police kind of knocks. Like it's mm-hmm. a harsh banging at the door, like UPS leaving the an emergency and running back to the truck. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll go and I'll look out the peephole and no one's there. Look out the window, don't see anyone. I don't open the door. I don't do that. If I can't see you out the peephole or out the window, you stand in the wrong spot and you don't want me to answer the door. <laughs> so then I'll leave. I'm like, okay, so people just you know, I told our friend Sunny about it and she was like, oh, you know, it's probably kids. My kids do that. She's a teacher. And she's like, my kids all the way up to sixth grade do that. And like, but I live yeah. in a gated community. It's a suburb. There aren't kids outside like that without parents unless they're like high yeah, school age. And those kids be like skateboarding and and you know yeah i don't even see really a lot of kids when i go to your house to be honest yeah i and i explained that to her but i just i was like okay it's just kids but it's happened again and i'm like it can't be why our door too like there's so many doors on the street but also like we just don't live in that kind of neighborhood where kids be running up and banging on people's doors like that like that wasn't no little kid kind of knock but Mm -hmm. it hadn't happened in a while so I just kind of forgot about it but recently my mom told me uh she was like you know like how in horror movies where like someone bangs on the door and you tell them don't open the door you're gonna let something in the house well Mm -hmm. I did that I was like what are you talking about she was like there's like someone knocking at the door really loud and I looked out and there wasn't anyone there and I opened the door and stepped outside and looked around and I didn't see anyone and it's like happened a couple times but I don't know I don't know why I opened the door but I did and I was like see no because i perfect just look example out the of what you don't do in a yeah, horror movie <laughs> i just look at the people and look out the window and if i don't see anyone she was like wait so that happened to you too and i was like yeah there's like a loud banging at the door and then nobody's there and that's been happening a lot lately where there's like this loud banging at our front door and literally no one is there and um it's just kind of eerie, kind of creepy uh, that Mm-mm. things like that happen at the house. So I just wanted nope. to share. Thank you to share. for the sharing. Yeah, I witness. Nope. I witness. Sounds like horror me firsthand experience. <sighs> Jeez Louise. Yeah, yeah, banging at the door. Mm-mm. No one's Mm-mm. there. So that's all I got for you guys. I hope that doesn't give you nightmares. Mm-mm. Don't want to deal with that. Don't like but, that. But hey, at least you don't have to live there like I do. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True story, bro. True story. Uh, you guys be sure to write into us or call, leave an email, whatever you want to do, DM, whatever, whatever. And Tell us your sounds like a horror movie experience. It can be an eyewitness experience or it can be something you heard from a friend of a friend of a friend or Mm -hmm. it can be an article that you 
think is kind of eerie, um, then you can send it to us and we'll read it or play your message on the show, give you a little shout out. And you won't have to like keep hearing about all my creepy ghost stories. And, you know, after a while, I'm going to have to go back to the life science website. Oh, no. And you don't want that. Most of what they've been posting lately is UFO stuff. So, you you know, that's just, I'm not using it as an ultimatum, but it's an ultimatum. You know, just saying. All right. Anything else you want to say to the Glory Gang moms? Uh, just I love you and appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for supporting us during these crazy times. Um, sorry, this movie is really delayed. We actually skipped a week last week. I got had some issues with the cord and my mic, um, but we're back on track. And you know, we got a Netflix party coming up this week, so look out for messages on that. And yeah, just stay awesome and stay safe out there in these streets. All right, or in your game. hallways, sorry. In your hallways, <laughs> yeah. In your in your living room, stay safe at home. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, you guys, we're signing out. See you next time, Gore friends.